This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsera, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm fabulous, Mark. How are you? I'm very, 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 very good. And this is the first Eagles game this week, right? Can't wait. Yeah. So if you want to ask us a question, we're here every Sunday, 9 a.m. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here to keep you informed every week, help in any way we can help with your real estate needs. And you can listen to this show and past shows at goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT1210's website. So what's coming up today, Deanne? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have our market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. We also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Streamline or refi, which shall it be? Yeah, I'm going to be making that decision, too. <laughs> A lot of information out there for a refi, so I want to keep everybody informed. Mark, we also have our questions. If the seller is unable to find a replacement property by the time the 60-day escrow closes, they have requested an extension of 30 days. If we do not agree to that extension, will we lose the appraisal fee, the home inspection, and our deposit? That's a good one. The next question is, I'm interested in finding out where I can take practice exams before I take the real estate sales exam. I get that one a lot. <laughs> Next question is just listed with the realtor for three months, but I decided I would like to change to another. Is that legal or allowed? Hmm. And Mark, today we have our guest, uh, Mr. Mike Driscoll from our sponsor from the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. And he's here to discuss what is happening at the Federal Credit Union and our economy. All right. Always a good topic and always a great guest. We also have um, our topic of the day, which is Myths of Millennials, Part 2. Yeah, I did Part 1 last week. I'm going to finish it up today. Yeah, it was a great section. But, Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. And the motivational quote is, Many are stubborn in pursuit of the path they have chosen, but few in the pursuit of the goal. And that's true. A lot of people, they start out with a good plan, but they don't follow through. And that's what happens. 
persistence, persistence, and patience. You got to stay on track. So where yep. are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. And before I get into this, you know, Philly's oh, no. finally <laughs> going to go green. But this 25% thing, now I just saw something the other day that was going to say 50%. But I've been posted on the last week or two on Facebook that 25% is not going to cut it. Right. And I had a post like, you know, imagine if you had your paycheck cut to 25%. What kind of impact that would have? So opening a restaurant and a bar at 25%, they're making it sound like it's a great thing. But that's they're not going to survive on 25%. Now, Wolf is saying he's uh, September 21st or something. We're going to be allowed to go to 50%. But I think it's time like you know. We're adults. We live through this thing. It's time to get rolling. Anyway, the economy, the good news is the economy has added a million four jobs in the last month, which nobody expected that, reflecting the slow return to labor market growth, according to the release by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. The unemployment rate fell into the single digits for the first time since the virus started on March 16th, dropping from 10% to 8.4%. I think by the time we get to election, unemployment's going to be about 6%. And and it was down to 3.5% prior to March 16th. Manufacturing prior to March 16th. Yeah. And manufacturing has increased in August. New orders surged to their highest level in over 16 and a half years. That's a that's something to think about. The highest level in over 16 and a half years. And uh, factory activity is being driven by demand for goods. Construction spending was up in July, breaking a string of losses due to the eruption caused by the virus. Spending included 2.1% rise in residential construction. Job, jobless claims fell even more than expected last week, down to 881,000, the lowest level since the economy was feeling the pandemic impact back in March. And the CDC this week issued a sweeping temporary halt on all evictions, which is interesting because, you know, 80, I read a report, 80% of the landlords in the, in the country, everybody still paid their rent on time. They're still paying 80, the rent, 80, right. 80% 80, 80, 80 of them. Mortgage demand for home buyers last week was 28% higher than last year as rates remain low. And refinance mortgage applications were up 40%. That's what you're going to talk about today. Right. A shortage of existing home is driving shoppers to new construction. New single homes jump 14%. And a couple real fast fun facts. Uh, the famous Las Vegas Strip actually isn't located in Las Vegas. Vegas. Really? No, it's located in a town of paradise, paradise in order to avoid paying huge, huge property, property taxes. taxes. <laughs> They're no dummies. Yeah. Bugsy, Bugsy Moran knew what he's doing, man. <laughs> in Scotland, homeowners paint their front door when they paid off their mortgage. That's an interesting one. Pretty Boy Floyd was a Depression-area gangster, and when he robbed a bank, he would seek out to destroy the mortgage doc documents so that people wouldn't have mortgages. Their debt. Oh my that was God. a good one. And in 2009, there were more home foreclosures in the United States, back in the bad things, than there were marriages. Wow. And Alaska has the least amount of realtors in the whole country. There's like 1,200 in the whole state. California has 196,000 realtors. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> So anyway, so, so tell us about the rates. Again, Mark, another week with another fabulous report on our rates. Our 30-year fixed 
is at 2.625% to 2.75%. Wow. Your 15-year rate is 2.5%. Your 30-year FHA, 2.75%. And your 20-year is at 2.625%. Now, keep in mind, these are based on FICO scores. These are both based on loan-to-value. So it could be a little bit more flexible. It's still great. You hear that, Mr. Devlin, the greatest accountant in the world? So with that, you are listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. We will be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. Where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to your funny story. And I got one for you. So this one's called the wrong email address. So a couple go on vacation, right? But his wife was on a business trip. So he went to the destination first and he told the wife he'd meet him there the next day. When he reached the hotel, he decided to send the wife a quick email. Unfortunately, when he was typing the email address, he mistyped a letter and his note was directed and said, instead to this elderly preacher's wife whose husband had just passed away the day before and when the grieving widow checked her email she took one look at the monitor and let out a piercing scream and fell to the floor in a dead faint the family came running in rushed to rushed into the room and saw the note on the screen screen it said dearest wife just checked in everything's prepared for your arrival sure is hot down here (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one that, that was, a was definitely one. a good one. I, they liked the nun one last week. I got a lot of compliments from the painting nuns. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. All right. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the Ann Cat Cyrus, the Mortgage Mom from Green Tree. And her topic is... Streamline or refi. It's even got a ring to it. It does have a ring. So tell me about this one. So, Mark, Um, we've been doing, um, we've gotten a lot of calls based on our show and a lot of questions on streamlines, whether people should do it, what is a streamline, what's the difference, regular refi. So, I want to kind of break it down real simple. We've talked about a streamline refi on our show. And the streamline refinance is when you have an FHA loan. Right. Which means you're going from an FHA loan to an FHA loan. And that's called a streamline refinance, which means there's no documents needed. We don't need to get any pay stubs. I don't need W-2s. We don't need tax returns, bank statements, driver's license, any of that information. The only thing that we need is your most recent mortgage statement And then we also need a copy of your utility bill to show that you're actually still living in the property. Your loan balance does not increase. So once we get a copy of your mortgage statement, your loan balance will still still stay the same. There's no appraisal that's needed. There's no out-of-pocket expense. And we need the minimum credit score to be at least a 640. And over over the past 12 months, have no late payments 
30 days or more late. Right. Make sense? Yeah. So, so you, I thought it would be 620, but it's 640. Well, with the pandemic, it's been changed. I mean, when we first started back in April, we were at 680 just for oh. the streamlines. Right. Now, the difference between this and someone else that wants to do a full refinance is now when we're doing this FHA streamline, we're taking whatever interest rate that they have now and dropping them down to at least 2.75%. Again, no out-of-pocket expense, no appraisal. And we'll do an analysis to make sure that it's a win-win and this is for them. this is just to get a better rate and a better payment you can't pull cash out on correct this right? is only right. to lower your rate streamline right. now if someone wants to see if they have enough equity in the property to be able to get rid of that mortgage insurance and go into a conventional loan which we've been doing a lot of i mean it's right. crazy we're we're saving people four five six hundred dollars a month Going from an FHA crazy, loan to a conventional, or even if they have a conventional loan and we're dropping their interest rate down. What's the highest interest rate that somebody had that you have? I'm doing into? it right now, and it's six point two five percent. Wow, six point. He should have did this like two years I was, ago. That's exactly right. That's exactly what I said. I said, why didn't you? Why didn't you go into the four and a quarters? And how much has he saved? Is, is he going to save Five hundred seventeen dollars. <laughs> Times twenty four. Right. So also yeah. the woman that does my nails, <laughs> I'm doing a refinance for her and we're saving her close to $300 a month. I said, you're doing my nails for free forever. Like this is, <laughs> we'll just call it even. <laughs> but what I want to, I want people to understand is that when you're not doing the streamline, it's only FHA to FHA, no cash right. out rate and term. All we're doing is lowering your payment. Right. If you want to see if you have an option, to be able to go from an FHA to conventional, that's when we get an appraisal involved. That's when we need to collect all your documents, W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements. And literally, it's an easy list. And if you're organized, we're organized. We'll get it done for you in less than 30 days. So, I'm organized. I got, I'm, I got I'm waiting. I, we got a spot ready for you, Marcus. I got my man done <laughs> on my side. We got it ready for you. Um, but it's definitely you know, a great time. We've had people that have been calling. I've had people that are actually calling me on Sunday morning just to see if they could refinance. And I'm like, I told them, unfortunately, we can't take calls while we're on the air. But it's been, right. it's been crazy. People have been really excited about it. So just to recap real quick, FHA to FHA is called your streamline. No out-of-pocket expense. Your balance doesn't increase, and we don't need an appraisal. If you want to see, take cash out. Again, we're doing an analysis. I'm having people pay off credit card bills that are at 22%, 18%. That's right. So not only are we increasing their cash flow into the household, but we're also saving them money. That's right. So it, as I mentioned last deal. week, I mean, it would take forever for somebody to just make the monthly payments and pay off that 22% interest rate. So it's, right. it's been a win-win. Very good. All right. That so if anybody has any questions, you can't call me now because I'm recording. I should actually say doing the show, but you can yes. give me a call at 609-605-7153. Very good. That was a very good segment. Thank you, Mark. I'm hoping they're listening down the shore to that one. So and you know with that, what? you're listening. What? Next, I want to do next week. I've gotten a lot of calls, people asking me about the market down the shore. Houses right. that are for sale in Brigantine, houses that are sale for sale in Ocean City. They're saying that there's thousands, 
and I want to make sure that we address that opportunity. All right. I will include that in the market report. All right. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. So what's the first one? The first here? question is, the, se the seller is unable to find a replacement property by the time the 60-day escrow closes. They have requested an extension of 30 days. If we do not agree to that extension, will we lose the appraisal fee, the home inspection fee, and our deposit? Probably not the deposit, but the appraisal fee and the home inspection fee, those guys aren't going to work for free. So if you if you get out of this deal and you buy another house, you're going to hire, you're going to pay for another appraisal and another home inspection. So it's better like to try to negotiate maybe if they, maybe instead of 30 days, they, they'll go 15 or something. Yeah, and you have to. I would try to work that out. You also have to look at the contract and see how it reads, you know, if there's yeah. extensions in there. Yeah. But if you back out, uh, you definitely, you're going to have to pay for the appraisal and the inspection again, for sure. And any mold or whatever inspections you paid for. What's the next? All one? right. The next question is, you might be able to answer this, Mark. I am interested in finding out where I can take practice exams before I take the real estate sales exam. I get, you know what? I get this call a lot because I own the school, but there are sites. I have uh, a, a couple of Philadelphia real estate classes.com that'll take you to a link at Kaplan and they have uh, practice exams. The actual company that the state has a contract with PSI. If you Google PSI real estate exams, they have some practice exams. And Kaplan also has a really good book that I give to even brokers that didn't pass their test. And if you go to Philadelphia Real Estate Classes Facebook page and go down the timeline, you'll see this little book. It's a short book, but it's about 30 bucks. But I give, it, I give this people book to a lot of people and they pass the test. All right, what's the next the one? The next question is, we just listed with a realtor for three months, but I decided I would like to change to another. Is that allowed or even legal? Yeah, it's allowed. It's it's according to what that contract says. If if you had a three month listing, uh, and you want to change in the middle of it, that that agent cannot just let you out. That agent has to go to the broker and ask the broker if the broker will allow you allow you out. That's the thing. It's all about the brokers. So if the broker says yes, you can get out. If the broker says no. Like some old crazy old time brokers that, and this is on the Roosevelt Boulevard where uh, 100,000 cars ride by a day. Sometimes they won't let you out just because of that sign. <laughs> but I always let them out. When I run an office, I, I'd rather do business with people that want to do business with Agreed. me. But it's not a question of legality. It's a, it's a question with that contract more with the, with the brokerage. You're always listed with the broker. The agent's just a middle person. All right, I just changed brokers, actually. Yeah, we know. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. All right, next question. The buyer now wants out of the contract to buy my home. The contract has been signed by both parties. What are my rights, and do I have to keep my home? <laughs> the buyer wants out of the contract the buyer to buy wants my out. home. The contract has been signed. Contract what are my rights? Well, again, I mean, it's just the opposite of the other question. Basically, they're going to lose yeah. their earnest yeah. money deposit. Right. And if they've had any appraisal or any inspections done, they're not going to get any of that money back. And do they have to keep the home? No, just relist no, it you, on the market. Yeah, you just relist it on the market. The only problem is it's not that simple. 
everybody thinks you just walk away. But if there's a conflict in the contract, especially in Pennsylvania and Jersey, automatic arbitration. And that doesn't happen like next week. That's like six months from now. Because everybody gets a couple continuances. And this could go on for a long time. It's better to try to negotiate a solution. And then after the arbitrator finally makes a decision, and you don't like that decision, then you can go to court. But if you hire a lawyer and say, I, I want to sue and do this, the lawyer will go, okay. What's the magic number for lawyers, Dean? What's the magic what? Number? The magic number that lawyers always ask for up front, no matter what case. Like $1,200? No, two grand. Oh, well, I'm two talking about just, the magic to, number. To, just to go on the hunt yeah. for the real estate. The retainer. Oh. The $2,000 retainer. I'll look into it. And then eight months later, they sue, and the judge says, uh, well, you got to arbitrate first. That's going to cost about 1400 bucks a party. And then if they don't like that decision, then you can come back to me. In the meantime, the lawyer is asking you for more money. It's not... Things are not as simple as they look. So anyway, let me ask you a question. I have a situation right now where the seller paid $500 a year for flood insurance. And they, the the seller gave the people the same agent that they were dealing with. And now the policy is $1,900. And my buyer said, there's no way I'm going to pay $1,900 for flood insurance. And they won't let him out of the contract. Yeah. Uh, I've heard of some of them even down on the river. Flood insurance, after that last hurricane down the shore years ago, flood insurance is like a mortgage. Like people, they, yeah. they no, go through this I, whole thing this and is they, my second, all of a sudden they, re, it's a second they research flood insurance and it's 1200 a month. Yep. And they're like, what? Yeah. yeah. So you got to be really careful with flood insurance if you're in a flood zone now before you go signing on a dotted line. All right, very all good. Right. So coming up next is our guest segment with Mr. Michael Driscoll from our sponsor of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. And he's here to talk about what's happening at the credit union and also the economy. Very good. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, REMAX, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we're up to our guest segment, and we're honored today to have Mr. Michael Driscoll here from the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, and we're going to talk about what's happening at the credit union and some insight on the economy. Hey, Welcome, Mike, Mike. How are you? Great, Dan. Great, uh, Mark. Uh, thanks for the invite. Um, we're trying to get back to normal like everybody, uh, but it's been a, a challenging uh, few months. Um, but I'm happy to report that the uh, Philadelphia Federal Credit Union is doing very well, and we were able to help. Our Very members good. have uh, over 120,000 members, and, uh, you know, folks needed help, uh, you know, as you can imagine, with all the people unemployed and, oh. and uh, all the businesses that were closing. Uh, you know, people, you know, needed all sorts of loans, and they needed uh, all sorts of special services. We weren't able to open our branches for a while because we weren't even able to have contact uh, with right. our members, and that was tough right. because— 
And a lot of our members are elderly, and you know they they look forward to to going to their financial institution. Their branch. Yeah, to say hello to everybody. It's a day out. You know, they get personal service, yeah, I, that sort of thing. My 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 school. I did a loan with the credit union when this thing first happened. Too. Also, the it was funny the other night. I was look me and uh, my granddaughter Evie were looking at some photos, and we did our hundredth show. At your old bar, Finnegan's Week. Oh, yeah. Remember oh, that? I got to remember that. I was on. I was on your show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And we had all, they had we the whole setup on the stage. We did it live. Yeah, we did our 100th show. That was, that was what, like nine years ago? I was going to say nine or ten years ago. Yeah, long. Yeah, nine, ten years ago. That's how long we've been well, on the air. We've been I, on the air 11 years. That bar, Finnegan's Week, I miss all the bars and the restaurants. <laughs> exactly. Although the good news is that yeah, I know. Positive, I, I, they're all positive all the time. The good news is that uh, the restaurants were allowed to reopen today since first day since March 16th on the inside. Um, 25% to get the staffs up and running and get, you know, sort of get used to the new world. And then hopefully in a couple of weeks, they'll move it up to 50%. And then, we'll, you know, we'll get back to normal sometime in the. Hopefully not too Yeah. Yeah. And we really appreciate the credit. And you guys been with us from the very beginning as sponsors. And I try to get everybody to join uh, the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. It's such a great organization. And uh, I go back a long time with them guys and, and all you guys. And you do a great job. I send all my commercial customers to Philly Fed. You know, because I say, it, you know, the difference between a bank and a credit union is credit unions members and and the and the loan review committee. It makes a bank and a credit union. different. Yeah, we don't we don't we don't right? have stockholders. We have members. So all of our, um, right. you know, all, all of our money goes back into better loan rates and uh, more affordable investment services, the different you know, deposit products loan products um you mentioned earlier that you, your business has gotten a loan we we did over 100 paycheck protection program loans that if we weren't there for them they literally would have had to shutter their doors because as you know that pandemic came yeah. fast and uh, people weren't ready for it yeah and uh so wow. that was we were very happy to, to be able to do that and now we're very busy uh, very busy in refining um Homes, home mortgages. Uh, the market, yeah. as you guys report, uh, is doing very well even through this pandemic. Um, yeah. and particularly, I felt bad, Mark. I, uh, and with my other hat, uh, I, I was voting to not reopen the economy too soon, um, and I know that that hurt the real estate agents. And you know, for that, I apologize. We 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 were trying to do the right thing, and. And we got through that, and, and fortunately, we were able to reopen there for you guys. And then I, 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 a lot of the people called me back saying they picked up right where they left off and, and then some, which makes me feel really Oh, yeah. Real, real estate's been, is actually, if you will, to like today's market report, it's crazy. There's some numbers that beat, uh, that haven't batten for like 12 and a half years. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, agents that are having booming. epic years. It's, I mean, it's this, booming. Yeah, it's the really agents booming. that know how to work and are lead generating and tight calling their clients. They're fine. The ones that sent the Philly schedules and the Eagle schedules, 
there might not be working out so good. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, it has me a little depressed not being able to get into the Eagles game this Sunday. Well, this this Sunday's I think in Washington, but uh, I'm going to miss my home games, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. But you, you mentioned the financial, so. Tell us what a, financial education. Well, you and uh, Deanne do this all the time. You're educating your listeners, and that's something that we have a whole division at the uh, Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We have a financial education department, and we literally, uh, on our dime, send out employees to community organizations, to schools, to um, uh, uh, any any sort of uh, nonprofit that would w- want to get educated with regard to the loan services, uh, you know, anything uh, how they straighten out their credit. Uh, if they've had some problems. Yeah, how to handle their finances. Yeah, just finances yeah. in general. Uh, and one thing that we've been seeing, which is horrible, even in this pandemic, you know, the bad guys are still out there, and identity theft is uh, it's, it's still yeah, a problem. So, you know, they're, they're still dumpster diving and taking, you know, seniors' information and, and trying to, to do bad things. So, you know, we, we try and go out to the senior citizens and, and tell them, you know, don't be bought into scams when they call you on the phone. Uh, call us if you have a, yeah. any question, and, and we'll walk you through it. So most times, it's a scam. And so we're trying to do that. I know. You gotta be, I, get, I get crazy emails, like from Comcast, you should do this, you should do that, or Chase Bank. Something's wrong with your account, which I don't have any accounts. Everything I have is with the credit card. How about your car, about like, your car you know, warranty? <laughs> you get those calls? Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's you a racket. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a guess. racket. So, you know, we we try and go out and and really help folks understand that uh, you got to be really careful these days. There's there's just too many bad guys out there. Fortunately, we have good guys like you and Deanne and the show, Good News and Real Estate, that you know gets the good word out about good institutions, ones like the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. They're really you know doing better. You know, better business banking. Well, if you ever want me to come out or anything and talk to a group about the real estate industry or the market, I'll, I'll be glad to do it for you guys. I would love that. Yeah, I'll put that on the list here. Uh, and speaking of the marketing, sort yeah. of the, uh, the global market, I guess, uh, a lot is in flux, as you can imagine, because of the presidential election. And until that sorts yeah. itself out, um, you know, there's going to be uh, hesitant investors. Even though we see all this good stuff happening in real estate, you know, a lot of the the long term uh, decisions really won't happen till till November. It, until After yeah. that's what happened in sixteen. There was like two billion sitting on the fence in Philly Metro, tr- a couple trillion across the whole country because everybody, all the all that big money, they want to see where where it's where it's going, and then. As soon as the election was over, people will start making moves. Oh yeah, and it's going to come fast. That's, Hopefully, that, that's uh, why you, what you guys are doing, getting your your listeners uh, ready and off the bench now. It's it's perfect timing to get everything in, everything moving because it's going to move fast. Yeah, the, yeah. The end segment today on uh, whether to refi or do a streamline was like packed full of info. I mean, it's like uh, it's a great opportunity to resolve some problems and get out of some high credit 
high percentage credit, credit cards card and all debt. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you can do these fast-track mortgages, you know, where there's no money down and the, you know, the, there's really nothing out of pocket. And then you just get a better interest rate. And, and every month you're putting a couple extra hundred dollars to other things other than your mortgage. And so people That's are right. taking big time advantage of that. You know, we're getting, we, we get calls, uh, you know, our call line is, is lit up every morning with people that want to refi. And then the competitive rates. So am I going to. I'm just saying, but. Am I going to. Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, just the competitive rates on all no, those I was, sort of things. I was going to say, am I going to get to see you and your brother at the Ashburner soon or what? I, well, I think my brother's <laughs> there right now, you know, greeting, greeting the customers back. But uh, you certainly don't have to twist my arm. I'll be there. All right. I'll have to call you up. Well, That'd be me. wonderful. So what do you want, how do you want to end, <clears throat> end up? There's what, another what person you... on the call here. Hello. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Go ahead. I was just waiting for my invitation as well. That's all. Oh, oh, to the expert. <laughs> I wouldn't be happier without you, Dan. We need the mortgage mom. Oh, thank you, Mike. <laughs> all right. Well, tell anybody that wants to ask a question about the credit union, tell them how to get a hold of you, Mike, so, and give out the credit union yeah, number. Yeah, 215 uh, uh, 924-3500. Uh, and we, someone will be answered to direct you to whatever department um, that uh, – that they would uh, need to. If they want to get me personally, it'd be 215-934-920. You can also look them up, Google Mike Driscoll, state representative. You will show up. <laughs> but, uh, All right. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate yeah, you being on the show. I'm looking forward to running into you. Tell your brother I said hello. Hey guys, thanks for staying I'll positive probably catch in you this tough time burner. because people need it right now. They just, they sure do. We All appreciate right. it. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mike. And thanks, thanks Mike. for you guys being a supporter of our show for the last 11 years. Well, we're years. big fans. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. All right. And coming up next is going to be our topic of the day, Myths of Millennials Part 2. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. It was good to talk to Mike Driscoll, wasn't it? I haven't seen, and I haven't seen him for a while. And the credit union, I, you know, we really owe the credit union big thanks. They've been with us since the very beginning, 11 years ago. Yeah, they've and, been big sponsors. And Mike forgot them. about that 100th show at uh, Finnegan's at Wake. At Finnegan's Wake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where are we at? So, Mark, we're up to the Myths of Millennials Part 2. All right. And last week I covered a bunch of them, so I'm going to just go through some more quickly. And one of them is Facebook. Does Facebook cause depression? Yes. They had did some research recently that social networking media can cause people to get depressed. Because recently, I, I've noticed it myself, Facebook's been a little depressing recently. It's not that... 
happy social media it started out to be. Too much politics, I think. But anyway, they didn't find any evidence clinically, but there is some risk that you could get depressed if you read too much negative news. There's no doubt about it. That's why I don't watch too much of the well, news. Well, Mark, and it also, you know, not only just the news that they're that they're doing, but people aren't always nice and kind on there either. So you have, you know, showing people that are going to parties and maybe somebody wasn't invited or somebody's doing something. It, there's a lot more to it than I know. And I, every once in a while, I post something. It's social media, not political media. Right. You know. Like, that's how it started out, was a way to connect with people. Another fact, today's young adults, 18 to 33, are much better educated than the silent generation. The educational trajectory of young women across the generation has been ex exceptionally steep. And this group, especially women millennials, are nearly four times as likely as their predecessors to at least have a bachelor's degree. And corporations, here's another myth, corporations don't need millennials, but millennials need corporations. That's not true. Millennials believe they can make money online, work anywhere on their own time. Corporations need to remember, she who cares less wins. The people who care less tend to have options. Millennials have options for work. Corporations don't have options for labor unless they choose artificial intelligence which we're not there yet but right. 99.7% of all the businesses in the USA are small businesses everybody forgets that they always talk about the corporate like in elections time oh the corporations don't pay no taxes and this and that you know most of those corporations are small business they're small business and owners, yeah a lot of people don't understand if you open your business and make it a corporation instead of an LLC, you pay taxes twice. You pay your corporate taxes and you pay on your profit Personal, again. Right. Yeah. So they don't, anyway. Miss millennials don't value security or prestige like previous generations. That's just not true. Millennials saw what happened to their grandparents, their parents with jobs, income, retirements when we went through that really bad economy. Because most of the millennials lived through that. 2005 to 2012 worst economy we ever had since the depression so they're a little more cautious and they want a little more flexibility uh millennials are financially illiterate that's not true that's not in true fact, at all in fact uh some of them are better than the baby boomers at planning for retirement 60 percent of millennials have ten thousand dollars or more in retirement savings compared to the 50 percent of the same time of baby boomers the baby boomers were partying <laughs> but like uh the millennials you know, are educating themselves right. they're learning so my, online they're you know they're more aggressive with their online information rather than listening to a financial advisor and and a lot of people rip them for that but you know what they learn how to leverage and let a machine take care of stuff that they don't have to do Right. So anyway, they're not lazy. They've been technologically, uh, they more technology uh, astute than and previous they know generations, how to use it. and they know how to leverage it and use it right. and save time. So they have more free time. So my my predictions: anything can be done by a machine will be done by a machine. Work will change things that can't be done by a machine. The future work will allow you to spend more time leveraging, more time doing machine things that machines can't do. And, and millennials, it's a good thing. It's called transparency. They trust freedom. They want to be independent. 
sounds sorts of similar to the principles of the founding fathers actually usa gave their lives for but what it is again science says about millennials being entitled never believe the notion that you're entitled again and this group i'm telling you they're going to have two or three careers in their life and they're going to take advantage of all the technology that they learned absolutely that was so a good segment all, i'm glad so forget about all the myths that they're lazy right. and this and that and that it's a lot of it's bull yeah i'm glad you were able to get that in mark that was good all right so great we're up to our segment with dr abelson and today's topic is going to be it's time to be kind very good. Doctor, you there? I most certainly am. And that, that, that is a, you came up with the title. I want to give you the credit, you know, for coming up with the title for what we're going to talk <laughs> about. You know, because it's, it, it, it's amazing. As, as I was sharing with, with the two of you before this, uh, I went to Central High School a number of years ago. And I'm watching a stream where my colleagues are kind of like lambasting each other over political views as if it's going to change anything. It's, it's really interesting. to right. And it's not just in the Philly area. I live, I live in, in Austin, Texas, and it, it happens here. It's happening everywhere. So the, the, the issue right. becomes, what is the benefit that you're going to get from this by telling people that they should respect your opinions, but you don't respect their opinions? It's kind of crazy I know. to think that people are going to, you're going to be able to change somebody's opinion if they're already fairly ingrained and what their thoughts are and, and, and how the different uh, systems or, or political approaches reflect their own personal values. You got to be careful, really careful at, in these times right, with this thing. And, and I'm telling you, I run into it a lot because students call me up about the school and then they want to know, when are we going to be in the classrooms? And I'm like, uh, that's going to be up to governors. And, and then all of a sudden you're in a political discussion. Right, right. And you got to be careful what you say because... Everybody knows where they're at, I think. Uh, on one side, they're very vocal, and on one side, they're not. And I try, it's like, the old, what was the old rule when we were kids? You didn't talk about religion or politics at the table, you know, so you right. didn't get any arguments. And, and but, like, if you're on one side of this, and, I mean, it's like, I have friends, like, I'm scared to bring the topic up, even though I look at it financially, because they look, they get emotional. Well, let's look, let's look at it from the psychological aspect of it, okay? Because what the interesting aspect is, what are you going to benefit from it, number one? Number two, and just as important, is when the election is over, what's going to happen to your friendship? What are you doing to right. your friendship by trying to espouse your values and what you think is right on them and then getting in these heated debates where you're not going to change anybody's opinions, okay? All you're going to do is create a disharmony. I've heard people say about friends that they've had for decades that they don't want to talk to them anymore. It's kind of like they're disregarding their friends Dr. A, over these I've heard stories of families. Why don't it's not it's not stories. It, my mom has has my mom has two friends that she's been friends with for over fifty years, and they will no longer talk to her based on her political views versus their political views. It's unbelievable. It is the most absurd thing it's I've ever craziness. heard of. They've been through births together. They've been through deaths together. They've been through, like, so many more traumatic things. Right. It's, it's beyond comprehension. I know. It's beyond well, comprehension. Have... And you know what? Everybody is a little stressed out right, right now with the pandemic, right. with the election. 
and everything else that's going on. And we just got to take a step back and take a breath, right? And figure out like what's real and what's important. I'm, yeah, I'm, the media and the media is a beast there. Well, that's how they make their money. They're piling it on. I mean, that, that's how they make their money. But, but let's just get to the, the, the bottom line. It's an issue of respect. If you want someone else to respect you, why don't you take the leadership role or the leadership direction and you respect them first? And when it comes back to it where they're not respecting you, just remind them, if you want me to respect you, you need to respect me. And let's get it into where it is, and that's respect. The other thing is, too, just think about before you make comments, the impact that this is going to have on lifelong relationships or even relationships are only a couple months long. You know, so think about what the benefit of your conversation is to you and the consequences of what you say and how you say it and the respect. I mean, so many people are against Trump because of the way he is. Okay, but then they're doing the same exact thing in the conversations that they have with other people. So it's kind of strange now, isn't it? It's very strange. Like some of the things that's like, you know, when you name, when you call somebody that you don't personally know a name, you're doing exactly what you're accusing somebody of doing. That's right. It's very bizarre. Yeah, it's very I, bizarre. We got to, that's a fine line too. I mean, yeah. we got to be careful what we're saying. We're really just trying yeah, to I help know. people exactly. be I kind. Know. I don't want to, let's not get into examples. That's why I, that's why I don't, I don't like most of the time people bring stuff up. I don't get into it because yeah, I, it's too it. risky. The, They're too emotional. The so, doctor, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Go ahead. And, and, right. uh, and to think before you say. Words and time cannot be recalled. All right. If people want to get That's a hold right. of me, it's real easy. It's just uh, dr. Period a at ablson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, or just go to our website, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. All right. And we'll think about Thank a you, good Dr. topic a. That was for awesome. next week, Doc. Okay. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. All right. See you. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and especially Mike Driscoll today from the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union for being our guest and they've been with us for 11 years. And we hope to make you faithful and listen every week. And we'll try to keep you informed every Sunday morning at 9. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive. All, all the time. The time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.